I V M. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I am Monish, and as always, I'm joined by Nishant, whose mood is going worse by the day as Lakers picked up their third consecutive defeat. What's happening with the Lakers? They lost to Washington Wizards. Could have just lost in regular time. I don't know why they had to take it to overtime. <laughs> just added embarrassment. Well, uh, we'll not disappoint you further today. Let's not talk mm. about the Lakers today. Let's Thank talk you. about their rivals and let's talk about Clippers because I don't get good vibes from the Clippers. I mean, this seems like a repeat, rinse and repeat of last season. Mm. Uh, although the only difference is that Kawhi and PG are playing more games than they did last season. Yeah. Yeah. Are they actually? They missed a lot of games. So uh, let's talk about the Clippers. Let's talk about uh, their chances and let's talk about if they're really a, a team that other teams should be worried about. So uh, here's where they are. They are 22 and 12 right now, which is not too bad for uh, a third place in the Western Conference. I don't think that's something to complain about. But mm. they lost to the Nets the other day. It was a close game, and I also think it was a harsh call on Kawhi Leonard. I don't think it yeah. was an offensive foul, and James Harden made a meal out of it. I think so, so. Yeah. So I don't think that's too much to worry about. But I look at this team. Kawhi and PG are rocking. They are. The 16 and 4 when both of them have started uh, yeah. on the, the when both of them started their 16 and 4. Yeah. Now PG is on track to be probably a 50, 50 and 90 player, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they're shooting 14 threes a game at 42 and at that record you should probably be in top of the Western Conference, but they're not. Yeah. That's because their defense is the worst in the league uh, in clutch. So in clutch, sure. that is the last five minutes of a game when the score difference is less than five. They concede on an average 131 points per 100 positions, which is like horrible. Yeah, this is worse than Brooklyn Nets defense. Hmm. Now, my question to you is: Is this team improved at all from last season? Is there anything that is different from last season, or it's going to be a, it's going to be the same thing? You go to the playoffs and then you lose to someone like Denver Nuggets. Uh, this year, it's Phoenix yeah. Suns are there. So, what what do you see? What do you make of the Clippers so far? uh it's a mixed bag uh but i'm a little more optimistic than you about the clippers uh, mm-hmm. and there's there's a few reasons why now one big one big reason and a lot of detractors this season are going to talk about how the brooklyn nets have the best record against teams that are above 500 this season mm-hmm. and the clippers have been kind of on and off yeah because you know they suffered a loss to the lakers they they had one and one against the jazz but one of them was a blowout and yep. then the reverse fixture they won back to back so this is going to come up now i want to say this though last season the clippers mm-hmm. were the team with the best record in the league against teams right. above 500 what did that mm-hmm. give them um, you know before that who i'm sure golden state had that record a couple of times when they didn't really do anything in the uh, in the playoffs or in the finals um, milwaukee bucks for that instance two seasons ago yanis's first mvp run they were the best team against all top tier teams in the league mm-hmm. what did that lead to It doesn't prove a single damn thing. Uh, uh, outside of, if you're in the top three and you're a legit title contender, I think you'll be fine making it to the playoffs. Now, what the Clippers suffered from last season, apart from the choking, and enough has been said mm-hmm. about the choking, but their biggest problem was team chemistry. Half mm-hmm. the team or more looked like they really didn't want to be in the bubble to begin with. Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, nobody was in the right frame of mind. Paul George said he struggled with mental health issues in the bubble, mm-hmm. and. I don't blame him. I'm sure a lot of players did in in that scenario. So their biggest, on top of all of that, they had you know Kawhi Leonard's reported diva treatment from the franchise, and that kind of rubbed players the wrong wrong way. Because remember, this was a set team, an above 500 team, a 46 win team, 
into which they dropped these two superstars but that team yeah. already had a rap uh, a chemistry and so to speak so there was there was a lot of disruption there now credit to the coach a lot of that seems to have gone away at least they're talking all of the right stuff they're saying all the right things kawai and paul george uh, uh, are gelling well together and publicly so and visibly and making an effort to address the team chemistry issues both of these guys are are la or in and around la born and raised they went to pretty much the same kind of school nearby so maybe that's a connect versus the brooklyn nets boys that actually have a real life connect after they became adults so it's a nice little uh, juxtaposition now back to to basketball but that the biggest problem was team chemistry and it's good to see that to a large extent being addressed kawai and paul george still miss games it's okay both of them have had long term fitness issues but at least they're not willfully missing games they're not skipping practice when the rest of the team is expected to skip practice they're not missing games for no reason whatsoever uh, the occasional rest is okay but it seems to be under control and you're hearing all of the right things so that's problem one solved full credit to the coach mm-hmm. two uh, their clutch defense is atrocious but it's largely down to clutch decision making sometimes they just make the wrong switch they make the wrong uh, play call and it leads to a turnover there aren't that many plays in the clutch right so every mistake gets magnified you don't get that many possessions towards the end of the game no team does because they're all drawn out everyone's trying to use up the shot clock getting the best possible shot and all of that here's my biggest problem though forget the defense we'll come to it it can be solved when you've got kawhi leonard and paul george you're not really worried about long term defense my biggest gripe with mm-hmm. the los angeles Clip- clippers is they're the number one three shooting team in the league yeah they're number 15th in three point shot percentage mm-hmm. as in the portion of shots they take that are threes fifth why when you is it i mean, do you want to preserve that number one shooting efficiency status and so you don't want to achieve uh, attempt more threes i mean it it makes no sense teams that shoot nowhere near as good as these guys are shooting a whole lot more in contrast the utah jazz that are on on fire absolutely in the league mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. second best in the league in three shooting number one in three point ratio okay. that's how you get to the top when you're that good shoot the damn three why what are you all afraid of so so yeah. i'll tell you why they don't take as many threes because mm-hmm. there are two players on that lineup it's paul george and kawhi leonard all the others are ordinary players and they are the ones getting good looks because paul george and kawhi leonard are heavily guarded sure. all the time mm-hmm. and which is why i don't think ibaka is a good three point shooter but batum pat beverly hardly makes 10 points a game so pat sure. beverly so no, but my, so, so mm-hmm. my take is marcus morris i think is a damn near 50% three point shooter mm-hmm. this season this year forget yep. what he's done in the past i yep. don't think he's taking enough threes mm-hmm. um lou williams can be an elite three shooter if they get him into right spaces even now even if he's lost a bit of that ability to do it off the dribble mm-hmm. so lou williams shooting while going to the left was was a nightmare even if he's lost a bit of that he can still knock them down if they set him up their players just aren't designed to take as many threes is it the kawhi leonard mid range bias that is inducing this maybe maybe but what it is that's causing this is something that the coach needs to figure out but my only problem is utah jazz second best three shooting team in the league number 1 in three shooting percentage attempts right. and look where they are la clippers the best three shooting efficiency in the league number 15th in three point shot percentage attempts makes no sense to me their defense is atrocious right now it's not it's it's below it's slightly below average the the number 16th defense in the league mm-hmm. it's not very hard for them to move from there into the top 10 it really isn't what 
is inexcusable is something that you do better than anyone else else in the league and for some reason you are gun shy for some reason you don't attempt it enough right that's that's the piece that doesn't make sense to me the defense will get better it's it's a fit issue they'll they'll figure out their rotation zibaka batum whatever the defense will get better oh. that makes sense and yeah. my reason for being so pessimistic about the clippers is that they haven't figured out the starting five yet and you see this every game every three games every four games they're changing yeah. the starting five mm-hmm. you know paul george and kawhi leonard are lock and ibaka is kind of a lock but now they've started playing marcus morris at the five sometimes going small yeah. ball yeah. batum's been there he's been better than what he was in the last two years but do you really put him on a championship contending team mm-hmm. i don't think so pat beverly is a great defender but offensively i don't think he provides as much lou williams no creativity as much uh, always jokes in playoffs i wouldn't depend on him who else is there zubach uh, you don't yeah, need him yeah, as just, much <laughs> so it's a bunch of etc uh, yeah. etc yeah, yeah. right? so hmm. it's just a two person team at the end of the day and you've seen what happens to two person team you had jamal and jokic last season you will go to a certain extent and then one one person has a bad day and then you flop this exact same thing happened to the clippers last season the exact same thing uh, with mavs porzingis got injured and luka was left all alone having to do a little too much so yeah. my problem is that your third best player has to be decently good and there cannot be a big gap between the second and third best player yeah i think you've hit upon a very important question that they've got to answer which is who is their third best player who's their third yeah. best scorer Just forget player for a second who's their third best scorer um cuz defense you can do some combination of team defense and let your two best players guard the opposition's best yep. two you'll figure that out who's your third best scorer because last year they had an embarrassment of riches actually in right. bench scoring they had montrez harrell right. big loss right that lou williams popping off that's not happening right uh, that's two big body blows that their offense has taken forget their defense yep. that's two big body blows to the offense and yet they're actually pretty good on offense and mm-hmm. and you're right they are top heavy and an injury to one of those stars can screw them like the mavs got screwed last season yeah fair enough except that can be said about any team look at look at the lakers now without ad most yeah. teams that are built <laughs> around superstar pivots that's true one play, look at golden state it put clay thompson back in that team right now where would they be in the west it, it's true of any any team so um if one of the players goes down they go down and it's over the season's over if if ad is ruled out for the season today that's it for la it doesn't matter who they sign from this point on it's over the season's over they're not going to win the chip whatever else they do mm-hmm. so even with all of these frailties and uncertainties on their best starting five and who the hell knows who their best third scorer is they're still the second best offense in the league a touch behind the brooklyn nets and that team is loaded it's not just those three superstars they've got three shooters everywhere and the clippers are just a shade below them so yes they're top heavy uh, yes they're a lot more fragile comparatively like the nets can lose kd and still whitewash pretty much everyone else clippers can't okay that barring that once they do sort out and and maybe the difference is between the clippers and the lakers they were both top heavy last season as much depth as the clippers had without their two superstars playoffs nothing was going to happen the difference was the lakers one of their two superstars was also an elite playmaker mm-hmm. so he could have the ball yeah. in his hands all the time and make things happen even if he's doubled or tripled right can't be said about the clippers couldn't have said it last season couldn't have can't say it right now they failed to plug that playmaker gap which is why everyone said they should have gone after rondo they didn't do that yeah um, so they still they're still one point guard away now is lou williams going to step up looks highly unlikely 
So their one point guard trade away from being legit contenders. That's the only you know drawback that I would accept. I'm okay with their rotations. They don't figure it out. I think it's a better place to be at this point in the season than a rigid coach that doesn't want to experiment. But mm-hmm. uh, the lack of a playmaker mm-hmm. puts makes uh, on top of the fact that they're top heavy, it just puts so much more dependence on those two guys. Which means in the playoffs, shut one of them down and you're good. Yeah, exactly. So at the start of the season, the Clippers traded away Landry Shamet yeah. for Luke Kennard, and Luke Kennard was expected to start or be a regular starter in the team. <laughs> now he's been an on-off player, and when yeah. he's when he's played, he's actually been decent, but mm-hmm. he's had his injury troubles and he's missed a lot of games. Now with the trade window uh, closing in a few weeks, do you think there is an opportunity still for the Clippers to grab someone who can fill in that spot for them? And I'm looking at Kyle Lowry. He's a big availability. Yeah. It's mm. it's they'll have to sacrifice a lot. Yes, they'll have to sacrifice all of the depth that you said to get someone the likes of Kyle Lowry. If not for Kyle Lowry, is there anyone else that you think they should uh, I, go in and poach? Yeah, I really like the Kyle Lowry trade, and they might actually get him for a lot less than what we're thinking because Kyle Lowry is not he's not getting any younger. He's not going to command the yeah. same level of trade value that he did, let's say, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Lowry also gives them great defense. He's a highly underrated defense, defender, yeah. especially in the clutch where they need to get yep. a whole lot better. And he's a shooter. He can score. He can distribute. Yep. It would be a great addition and probably the only addition that's even remotely plausible at this stage of the season. There's really no other point guard that's up for a trade um, right. unless they're willing to sell the stable center to get Zach Levine, who's not really even a point guard. So it, it's not like he specifically solves their problem. He just adds more scoring firepower. So I love the Kyle Lowry option. If they can make a move for him, otherwise it's it's a pretty shallow field out there. There's really no point guard available right now, uh, unless someone gets a buyout. But even then, it's not going to be somebody quite at the level of Kyle Lowry. So Kyle Lowry is their best bet. Um, if nothing else works, they want to pick up at least a shooter who can kind of bring the ball up the court. Not really a great playmaker. Uh, the Lakers just released Quinn Cook, but it's really that's it. That's the field. It's Quinn Cook and Kyle Lowry, and that's it. There's nobody uh, in between. Quinn Cook. Gives you some three shooting, get some volume shots off, and he can carry the ball. He's not really uh, a playmaker by any stretch, though. That's that's the only options right now. Sadly, they should have done this in the off season. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we close out this episode, if you had to rate the uh, Clippers in the Western Conference, would where would they stand? I mean, Utah Jazz are definitely the favorites yeah. at this moment. Mm-hmm. The Lakers have been having a dip right now in their form. The Phoenix Sun have been having yeah. amazing uh, upside. They won their they won 11 of the last 13 games. The Clippers are there. So where would you rate them? Top? Second? Third? Fourth? Where they are right now. I think they're a top three team for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a long season. They can gun for the top two as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, them coming first, it's not impossible, but it would be uh, it would be an upset at some level. If, uh, if AD is out for a long time, you would place the Jazz right at the top. If AD is back, as good as the Jazz are, Lakers would still be favorites. With AD back, Schroeder back, it's tough to see them not topping the West. Yeah. Uh, so the Clippers upsetting you. either of them w- would be just that, an upset. So I'd say a top three team. Right. A quick question for you. Uh, Clippers against the Jazz, seven-game series, who would your money be on right now? Right now, it would be hard to argue against the Jazz, unless the Clippers and fix their defense. Clippers and the Lakers? Right now, as they are straight right now, it'll be, it'll yes. be a blowout for the Clippers. Like, it won't even <laughs> okay. be close. Clippers and the Suns. Now, this should be interesting. I'd, I'd pick the Clippers. I'd pick the Clippers all okay. day, every day, twice on Sunday. It's not even close. I find that a little difficult because I think Clippers are a team that is meant to choke in the playoffs. Uh, 
especially when you can't figure out your top uh, your starting five i think i find it difficult to root for a team that doesn't does not know its starting five yeah i i think they're having a bit of an upside right now and i really enjoy yeah. watching them play no in the playoffs and again overwhelmingly historical evidence suggests two things are a guarantee in the playoffs the team mm-hmm. with the best players mm-hmm. fit will win the series it almost always happens there are very few examples of uh, the team with where so the two best players in in la in the clippers are better than the two best players in phoenix however well they're playing one is young one is old these guys are better so that's one two playoff experience is a thing when you've got a completely inexperienced team even mm-hmm. if there's a chris paul guiding them the rest of them don't really have any playoff experience what they know booker's not booker doesn't have any minutes under his wing uh, eight and right. not really versus all these experienced guys of the clippers if they choke again i'll write them off as chokes forever chokers <laughs> but right now i think as many memes as they were made it was a little unfair uh, what happened last season because that's the first time ever that kawhi leonard choked that badly in a game 7 or really any point in the playoffs um paul george yes has a history of get not getting it done in the playoffs but when was he ever in this kind of position in that indiana team he was a lone ranger going up against lebron and those mighty cavs teams uh, or heat or whatever it was before that um and then and then he was in okc with with russell westbrook who why, why does he not get Uh, enough of the blame what has he ever done in the playoffs either right so it's not just paul george so it's the first time that he was legit in a position they didn't do it last season but it was the bubble i'll give them a pass not the same situation put an asterisk on it um, but if they screwed up this time then i'll write them off but until then there's way too much in their favor for me to uh, want to pick the phoenix suns so it'll be clippers all day all right so that was the clippers they're running out of asterisks and let's see yeah. how they fare this season <laughs> <they> yeah <laughs> And that's all we have for today's episode and I'll catch up with you after tomorrow's games. Adventures. Bye.